Section 33 of What is Property? This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Edward Kirkby, Warwick, England. What is Property? An Inquiry into the Principle of Right and of Government by Pierre Joseph Proudhon. Translated by Benjamin R. Tucker. Conclusion, Part Three. In the preface to this pamphlet on la paix et le gouvernement, as well as in his defence before the jury, Monsieur Lamennais frankly declared himself an advocate of property. Out of regard for the author and his misfortune, I shall abstain from characterizing this declaration and from examining those two sorrowful performances. Monsieur Lamennais seems to be only the tool of a quasi-radical party, which flatters him in order to use him, without respect for a glorious but henceforth powerless old age. What means this profession of faith, from the first number of Le Venier to Esquistune Philosophie? Monsieur Lamennais always favours equality, association, and even a sort of vague and indefinite communism. Monsieur Lamennais, in recognizing the right of property, gives the lie to his past career, and renounces his most generous tendencies. Can it then be true that in this man, who has been too roughly treated, but who is also too easily flattered, strength of talent has already outlived strength of will? It is said that Monsieur Lamennais has rejected the offers of several of his friends to try to procure for him a commutation of his sentence. Monsieur Lamennais prefers to serve out his time. May not this affection of a false stoicism come from the same source as his recognition of the right of property? The Huron, when taken prisoner, hurls insults and threats at his conqueror. That is the heroism of the savage the martyr prays for his executioners and is willing to receive from them his life that is the heroism of the christian why has the apostle of love become an apostle of anger and revenge has then the translator of la imitation forgotten that he who offends charity cannot honour virtue galileo retracting on his knees before the tribunal of his inquisition his heresy in regard to the movement of the earth and recovering at that price his liberty seems to me a hundred times grander than monsieur lamennais what if we suffer for truth and justice must we in retaliation thrust our persecutors outside the pale of human society and when sentenced to an unjust punishment must we decline exemption if it is offered to us because it pleases a few base satellites to call it a pardon such is not the wisdom of christianity but i forgot that in the presence of monsieur lamennais this name is no longer pronounced may the prophet of lavinier be soon restored to liberty and his friends but above all may he henceforth derive his inspiration only from his genius and his heart o oh, proletaries proletaries how long are you to be victimized by this spirit of revenge and implacable hatred which your false friends kindle and which perhaps has done more harm to the development of reformatory ideas than the corruption ignorance and malice of the government believe me at the present time everybody is to blame in fact in intention or in example all are found wanting 
and you have no right to excuse any one the king himself god forgive me i do not like to justify a king the king himself is like his predecessors only the personification of an idea and an idea proletaries which possesses you yet his greatest wrong consists in wishing for its complete realization while you wish it realized only partially consequently in being logical in his government while you in your complaints are not at all so you clamor for a second regicide he that is without sin among you let him cast at the prince of property the first stone how successful you would have been if in order to influence men you had appealed to the self-love of men if in order to alter the constitution and the law you had placed yourselves within the constitution and the law fifty thousand laws they say make up our political and civil codes of these fifty thousand laws twenty-five thousand are for you twenty-five thousand against you is it not clear that your duty is to oppose the former to the latter and thus by the argument of contradiction drive privilege into its last ditch this method of action is henceforth the only useful one being the only moral and rational one for my part if i had the ear of this nation to which i am attached by birth and predilection with no intention of playing the leading part in the future republic i would instruct the laboring masses to conquer property through institutions and judicial pleadings to seek auxiliaries and accomplices in the highest ranks of society and to ruin or privilege classes by taking advantage of their common desire for power and popularity the petition for the electoral reform has already received two hundred thousand signatures and the illustrious arago threatens us with a million surely that will be well done but from this million of citizens who are as willing to vote for an emperor as for equality could we not select ten thousand signatures i mean bona fide signatures whose authors can read write cipher and even think a little and whom we could invite after due perusal and verbal explanation to sign such a petition as the following to his excellency the minister of the interior monsieur le minister on the day when a royal ordinance decreeing the establishment of model national workshops shall appear in the monetaire the undersigned to the number of ten thousand will repair to the palace of the tuileries and there with all the power of their lungs will shout long live louis philippe on the day when the monitor shall inform the public that this petition is refused the undersigned to the number of ten thousand will say secretly in their hearts down with louis philippe if i am not mistaken such a petition would have some effect Footnote the electoral reform it is continually asserted is not an end but a means undoubtedly but what then is the end why not furnish an unequivocal explanation of its object how can the people choose their representatives unless they know in advance the purpose for which they choose them and the object of the commission which they entrust to them but it is said the very business of those chosen by the people is to find out the object of the reform that is a quibble what is to hinder these persons who are to be elected in future from first seeking for this object and then when they have found it from communicating it to the people 
the reformers have well said that while the object of the electrical reform remains in the least indefinite it will be only a means of transferring power from the hands of petty tyrants to the hands of other tyrants we know already how a nation may be oppressed by being led to believe that it is obeying only its own laws the history of universal suffrage among all nations is the history of the restrictions of liberty by and in the name of the multitude still if the electoral reform in its present shape were rational practical acceptable to clean consciences and upright minds perhaps one might be excused though ignorant of its object for supporting it but no the text of the petition determines nothing makes no distinctions requires no conditions no guarantee it establishes the right without the duty every frenchman is a voter and eligible to office as well say every bayonet is intelligent every savage is civilized every slave is free in its vague generality the reformatory petition is the weakest of abstractions or the highest form of political treason consequently the enlightened patriots distrust and despise each other the most radical writer of the time he whose economical and social theories are without comparison the most advanced monsieur Leroux has taken a bold stand against universal suffrage and democratic government and has written an exceedingly keen criticism of j j rousseau that is undoubtedly the reason why monsieur Leroux is no longer the philosopher of la nationale that journal like napoleon does not like men of ideas nevertheless la nationale ought to know that he who fights against ideas will perish by ideas End of footnote. the pleasure of a popular ovation would be well worth the sacrifice of a few millions they sow so much to reap unpopularity then if the nation its hopes of eighteen thirty restored should feel its duty to keep its promise and it would keep it for the word of the nation is like that of god sacred if i say the nation reconciled by this act with the public spirited monarchy should bear to the foot of the throne its cheers and its vows and should at that solemn moment choose me to speak in its name the following would be the substance of my speech sire this is what the nation wishes to say to your majesty o king you see what it costs to gain the applause of the citizens would you like us henceforth to take for our motto let us help the king the king will help us do you wish the people to cry the king and the french nation then abandon these grasping bankers these quarrelsome lawyers these miserable bourgeois these infamous writers these dishonored men all these sire hate you and continue to support you only because they fear us finish the work of our kings wipe out aristocracy and privilege consult with these faithful proletaries with the nation which alone can honor a sovereign and sincerely shout long live the king the rest of what i have to say sir is for you alone others would not understand me you are i perceive a republican as well as an economist and your patriotism revolts at the very idea of addressing to the authorities a petition in which the government of louis philippe should be tacitly recognized national workshops 
it were well to have such institutions established you think but patriotic hearts will never accept them from an aristocrat ministry nor by the courtesy of a king already undoubtedly your old prejudices have returned and you now regard me only as a sophist as ready to flatter the powers that be as to dishonor by pushing them to an extreme the principles of equality and universal fraternity what shall i say to you that i should so lightly compromise the future of my theories either this clever sophistry which is attributed to me must be at bottom a very trifling affair or else my convictions must be so firm that they deprive me of free will but not to insist further on the necessity of a compromise between the executive power and the people it seems to me sir that in doubting my patriotism you reason very capriciously and that your judgments are exceedingly rash you sir ostensibly defending government and property are allowed to be a republican reformer phalansterian anything you wish i on the contrary demanding distinctly enough a slight reform in public economy am foreordained a conservative and likewise a friend of the dynasty i cannot explain myself more clearly so firm a believer am i in the philosophy of accomplished facts and the status quo of governmental forms that instead of destroying that which exists and beginning over again the past i prefer to render everything legitimate by correcting it it is true that the corrections which i propose though respecting the form tend to finally change the nature of the things corrected who denies it but it is precisely that which constitutes my system of status quo i make no war upon symbols figures or phantoms i respect scarecrows and bow before bugbears i ask on the one hand that property be left as it is but that interest on all kinds of capital be gradually lowered and finally abolished on the other hand that the charter be maintained in its present shape but that method be introduced into administration and politics that is all nevertheless submitting to all that is though not satisfied with it i endeavor to conform to the established order and to render unto caesar the things that are caesar's is it thought for instance that i love property very well i am myself a proprietor and do homage to the right of increase as is proved by the fact that i have creditors to whom i faithfully pay every year a large amount of interest the same with politics since we are monarchy i would cry long live the king rather than suffer death which does not prevent me however from demanding that the irremovable inviolable and hereditary representative of the nation shall act with the proletaries against the privileged classes in a word that the king shall become the leader of the radical party thereby we proletaries would gain everything and i am sure that at this price louis philippe might secure to his family the perpetual presidency of the republic and this is why i think so if there existed in france but one great functional inequality the duty of the functionary being from one end of the year to the other to hold full court of savants artists soldiers deputies inspectors it is evident that the expenses of the presidency then would be the national expenses and that through the reversion of the civil list to the mass of consumers the great inequality of which i speak would form an exact equation with the whole nation of this no economist needs a demonstration 
consequently there would be no more fear of cliques courtiers and appendages since no new inequality could be established the king as king would have friends unheard of thing but no family his relatives or kinsmen agne et cogne if they were fools would be nothing to him and in no case with the exception of heir apparent would they have even in court more privileges than others no more nepotism no more favour no more baseness no one would go to court save when duty required or when called by an honourable distinction and as all conditions would be equal and all functions equally honoured there would be no other emulation than that of merit and virtue i wish the king of the french could say without shame my brother the gardener my sister-in-law the milkmaid my son the prince royal and my son the blacksmith his daughter might well be an artist that would be beautiful sir that would be royal no one but a buffoon could fail to understand it in this way i have come to think that the forms of royalty may be made to harmonize with the requirements of equality and have given a monarchical form to my republican spirit i have seen that france contains by no means as many democrats as is generally supposed and i have compromised with the monarchy i do not say however that if france wanted a republic i could not accommodate myself equally well and perhaps better by nature i hate all signs of distinction crosses of honour gold lace liveries costumes honorary titles and above all parades if i had my way no general should be distinguished from a soldier nor a peer of france from a peasant why have i never taken part in a review for i am happy to say sir that i am a national guard i have nothing else in the world but that because the review is always held at a place which i do not like and because they have fools for officers whom i am compelled to obey you see this is not the best of my history that in spite of my conservative opinions my life is a perpetual sacrifice to the republic nevertheless i doubt if such simplicity would be agreeable to french vanity to that inordinate love of distinction and flattery which makes our nation the most frivolous in the world monsieur lamentin in his grand meditation on bonaparte calls the french a nation of brutuses we are merely a nation of narcissuses previous to eighty nine we had the aristocracy of blood then every bourgeois looked down upon the commonality and wished to be a nobleman afterwards distinction was based on wealth and the bourgeoisie jealous of the nobility and proud of their money used eighteen thirty to promote not liberty by any means but the aristocracy of wealth when through the force of events and the natural laws of society for the development of which france offers such free play equality shall be established in functions and fortunes then the beau and the belle the savants and the artists will form new classes there is a universal and innate desire in this gallic country for fame and glory we must have distinctions be they what they may nobility wealth talent beauty or dress i suspect arrange and gonier page of having aristocratic manners and i picture to myself our great journalists in their columns so friendly to the people administering rough kicks to the compositors in their printing offices this man 
one said le national in speaking of Carrel, whom we had proclaimed first consul is it not true that the monarchical principle still lives in the hearts of our democrats and that they want universal suffrage in order to make themselves kings since la national prides itself on holding more fixed opinions than le journal des debats i presume that armand carrel being dead monsieur armand maras is now first consul and monsieur garnierpege second consul in everything the deputy must give way to the journalist i do not speak of monsieur arago whom i believe to be in spite of calumny too learned for the consulship be it so though we have consuls our position is not much altered i am ready to yield my share of sovereignty to monsieur armand maras and garnier page the appointed consuls provided they will swear on entering upon the duties of their office to abolish property and not to be haughty forever promises forever oaths why should the people trust in tribunes when kings perjure themselves alas truth and honesty are no longer as in the days of king john in the mouth of princes a whole senate has been convicted of felony and the interest of the governors always being for some mysterious reason opposed to the interest of the governed parliaments follow each other while the nation dies of hunger no 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 more protectors no more emperors no more consuls better manage our affairs ourselves than through agents better associate our industries than beg from monopolies and since the republic cannot dispense with virtues we should labour for our reform this therefore is my line of conduct i preach emancipation to the proletaries association to the labourers equality to the wealthy i push forward the revolution by all means in my power the tongue the pen the press by action and example my life is a continual apostleship yes i am a reformer i say it as i think it in good faith and that i may be no longer reproached for my vanity i wish to convert the world very likely this fancy springs from an enthusiastic pride which may have turned to delirium but it will be admitted at least that i have plenty of company and that my madness is not monomania at the present day everybody wishes to be reckoned among the lunatics of Beranger, to say nothing of the Bebouffs, the marats and the robespierres who swarm in our streets and workshops all the great reformers of antiquity live again in the most illustrious personages of our time one is jesus christ another moses a third mohammed this is orpheus that plato or pythagoras gregory the seventh himself has risen from the grave together with the evangelists and the apostles and it may turn out that even i am that slave who having escaped from his master's house was forthwith made a bishop and a reformer by st paul as for the virgins and holy women they are expected daily at present we have only aspasias and courtesans now as in all diseases their diagnostic varies according to the temperament so my madness has its peculiar aspect and distinguishing characteristic reformers as a general thing are jealous of their role they suffer no rivals they want no partners they have disciples but no co-laborers it is my desire on the contrary to communicate my enthusiasm and to make it as far as i can epidemic 
i wish that all were like myself reformers in order that there might be no more sects and that christs antichrists and false christs might be forced to understand and agree with each other again every reformer is a magician or at least desires to become one thus moses jesus christ and the apostles proved their mission by miracles mohammed ridiculed miracles after having endeavoured to perform them fourier more cunning promises us wonders when the globe shall be covered with phalansteries for myself i have as great a horror of miracles as of authorities and aim only at logic that is why i continually search after the criterion of certainty i work for the reformation of ideas little matters it that they find me dry and austere i mean to conquer by a bold struggle or die in the attempt and whoever shall come to the defence of property i swear that i will force him to argue like monsieur considerant or philosophize like monsieur troplon finally and it is here that i differ most from my compeers i do not believe it necessary in order to reach equality to turn everything topsy-turvy to maintain that nothing but an overturn can lead to reform is in my judgment to construct a syllogism and to look for the truth in the regions of the unknown now i am for generalization induction and progress i regard general disappropriation as impossible attacked from that point the problem of universal association seems to me insolvable property is like the dragon which hercules killed to destroy it it must be taken not by the head but by the tail that is by profit and interest i stop i have said enough to satisfy any one who can read and understand the surest way by which the government can baffle intrigues and break up parties is to take possession of science and point out to the nation at an already appreciable distance the rising oriflame of equality to say to those politicians of the tribune and the press for whose fruitless quarrels we pay so dearly you are rushing forward blind as you are to the abolition of property but the government marches with its eyes open you hasten the future by unprincipled and insincere controversy but the government which knows this future leads you thither by a happy and peaceful transition the present generation will not pass away before france the guide and model of civilized nations has regained her rank and legitimate influence but alas the government itself who shall enlighten it who can induce it to accept this doctrine of equality whose terrible but decisive formula the most generous minds hardly dare to acknowledge i feel my whole being tremble when i think that the testimony of three men yes of three men who make it their business to teach and define would suffice to give full play to public opinion to change beliefs and to fix destinies will not the three men be found may we hope or not what must we think of those who govern us in the world of sorrow in which the proletary moves and where nothing is known of the intentions of power it must be said that despair prevails but you sir you who by function belong to the official world you in whom the people recognize one of their noblest friends and property its most prudent adversary what say you of our deputies our ministers our king do you believe that the authorities are friendly to us 
then let the government declare its position let it print its profession of faith in equality and i am dumb otherwise i shall continue the war and the more obstinacy and malice is shown the oftener will i redouble my energy and audacity i have said before and i repeat it i have sworn not on the dagger and the death's head amid the horrors of a catacomb and in the presence of men besmeared with blood but i have sworn on my conscience to pursue property to grant it neither peace nor truce until i see it everywhere execrated i have not yet published half the things that i have to say concerning the right of domain nor the best things let the knights of property if there are any who fight otherwise than by retreating be prepared every day for a new demonstration and accusation let them enter the arena armed with reason and knowledge not wrapped up in sophisms for justice will be done to become enlightened we must have liberty that alone suffices but it must be the liberty to use the reason in regard to all public matters and yet we hear on every hand authorities of all kinds and degrees crying do not reason if a distinction is wanted here is one the public use of the reason always should be free but the private use ought always to be rigidly restricted by public use i mean the scientific literary use by private that which may be taken advantage of by civil officials and public functionaries since the governmental machinery must be kept in motion in order to preserve unity and attain our object we must not reason we must obey but the same individual who is bound from this point of view to passive obedience has the right to speak in his capacity of citizen and scholar he can make an appeal to the public submit it to his observations on events which occur around him and in the ranks above him taking care however to avoid offences which are punishable reason then as much as you like only obey kant fragment on the liberty of thought and of the press tissot's translation these words of the great philosopher outline for me my duty i have delayed the reprint of the work entitled what is property in order that i might lift the discussion to the philosophical height from which ridiculous clamour has dragged it down and that by a new presentation of the question i might dissipate the fears of good citizens i now re-enter upon the public use of my reason and give truth full swing the second edition of the first memoir on property will immediately follow the publication of this letter before issuing anything further i shall await the observations of my critics and the cooperation of the friends of the people and of equality hitherto i have spoken in my own name and on my own personal responsibility it was my duty i was endeavouring to call attention to principles which antiquity could not discover because it knew nothing of the signs which reveals them political economy i have then testified as to facts in short i have been a witness now my role changes it remains for me to deduce the practical consequences of the facts proclaimed the position of public prosecutor is the only one which i am henceforth fitted to fill and i shall sum up the case in the name of the people i am sir with all the consideration that i owe to your talent and your character your very humble and most obedient servant p j prodon pensioner of the academy of Besançon. p s during the session of april second the chamber of deputies rejected by very large majority the literary property bill 
because it did not understand it nevertheless literary property is only a special form of the right of property which everybody claims to understand let us hope that this legislative president will not be fruitless for the cause of equality the consequence of the vote of the chamber is the abolition of capitalistic property property incomprehensible contradictory impossible and absurd end of section 33 conclusion part 3 recording by edward kirkby warwick england end of what is property by pierre joseph prodon translated by benjamin r tucker